Alright guys, welcome back to the Study G podcast. We're gonna talk about NFL right now. Start off with some week eleven news, some matchups, maybe a little recap of what happened in week ten, and then bam, go into some NFL fantasy. Yeah, man. I think the first thing right away, the biggest news is you know one of the premier quarterbacks in the league comes back. A guy that, you know, like he was teetering just before his injury too of like is he going to continue to become a good quarterback and what's kind of stopping mm-hmm. him? And I think these inju- injuries were just piling up on him. And I think uh, definitely uh, the impact, uh, you know, it's going to have now with him coming back on uh, the Cardinals draft picks too, right? It's a, it's a very, it's great to see that he came back and he played so well for fantasy purposes, for guys who picked him up, very happy with him. But yeah. on the other end of things, like the Cardinals, potentially could have had the could i mean they still could have the number one pick overall there's some really good draft prospects for quarterbacks this year as well and if you look at it like the way the league if you can find those rookie quarterbacks like cj stroud which we'll talk about in a minute here yeah you have the potential of four years even you know the russell wilson when he was a rookie they were only paying him a million dollars a year yeah the amount that you can get you know how many more players you can sign around him when you're not paying the quarterback like 50 million or 30 million or 40 million or whatever you need to do when you're paying the quarterback a million dollars a year yeah. you can now fit so many more players so it's it's great to see Kurt, uh, Kyler come back and play so well for Cardinals I mean he looked great didn't look like he was you know injured or anything like that but at the same time I think the Cardinals were probably looking to get a very high draft pick they have I think two draft picks if i'm not mistaken or is in the first they have the other pick too i think the they have six picks in the first three rounds they have the other pick from the texans too i think yep. right they got the texans they got their own first round pick two from uh texans yep and one from uh tennessee oh yeah for the draft pick they made a couple hopkins moves yeah and they did that one they did hopkins one but no they also did the um they, they, traded, six they traded up in the draft they traded back in the draft then yeah. traded up to get a players so this year they got two in the first round that they can like really play like if you're right like this is their chance if they are done with kyler murray this would be your chance to get a top prospect quarterback and you could still trade Kyler on top of that. Yeah, too, man, if you want trade, it, right? Yeah, trade him, get maybe some more draft capital out of that, and then really look at your team. And obviously, they got like a lot of holes to kind of fill, and there's a lot of holes that they're seeing that are almost getting filled too. They have like some good players around different spots, like their running backs. They can obviously plug and play those. Yeah, and Connor's still solid, so yeah. it's a con- it, like it's such a weird because you know with Dobbs and everything they were on pace for the worst, one of the worst records in yeah. the league right now with Kyler you just saw what happened last oh, week when yeah. he made some game winning plays God I mean damn. if I don't see you know Dobbs has played really well for Minnesota last couple of weeks but I don't know if Dobbs would have been able to come back and possibly do that too right yeah. so Kyler it's a really complicated question if I'm in the Cardinals and if I had the choice Depending on where I end up landing as a draft pick, I might trade Kyler, get the first rounder, and then add other young players. Yeah. Unless you think that you're just maybe one draft pick away. Because then if you, you know if you keep Kyler, then on top of that, you can now add maybe another receiver. Yeah. You could add a, another someone on the offensive line, or you could add another you know pass rusher and offensive line. Yeah. They have all these options now, right? So you even grab a late round QB. That you put under Kyler Murray now. A guy that you know that's a good quarterback that might need some more development. 
and put him under Murray, ride Murray, obviously get the pieces how you're seeing some receivers, a little bit more on their defensive end. Yeah. And then see if that guy can blossom. And if he can't, and you got Murray for another two, three years, at least you know that there's another draft eventually coming up. Well, they might even end up doing that with depending on where the first round pick lands, right? Yeah. They have a couple of different Right, they have the thing is they have so many options. They go so many different ways. Right? Keep them. They can trade Kyler. They can draft a quarterback under him, like some you know some people have done in the past. So, and if you look at like even the games that Cardinals have played with Kyler Murray or without Kyler Murray, sorry, they've been pretty competitive for most of the games too. Like they're not a good team, but they've definitely been more competitive than what their roster has. Yep. And that to me is a sign of good coaching. Yep. Right, even you know you're playing you're playing well. Your team doesn't have the most talent, but as long as you're playing well, I think that's a good sign of coaching. Now, right now, they got a top four pick. Yeah. At the moment, with the record that they have, they could obviously drop a little bit below that. Yeah. They start winning yep. or something, mm-hmm. but, you know, Chicago, uh, Green Bay, they've been actually fighting themselves. It doesn't seem like they're trying to lose. I think Chicago's just banking on Carolina having a shitty record anyways. I mean, I was reading some, uh, I was reading an article on some of like the, the percentage of chances right now. Um, Chicago Bears are the best chance based on the rest of the record, the 40% chance yeah. right now because their schedule isn't is a little trickier. They're not playing as good. Giants is another team that's got a good chance. Yeah. And then Cardinals still have a shot. New England's up there too, man. New England's up there Fucked too, up. right? They're, the thing is with New England is though, they also play the Giants. Yeah. They have a game against the Broncos. They also have a game against... Um, the Jets, Broncos, and Giants, and I think they should be able to win at least one of those yeah. games, if not more than that, right? So, one of the stealth teams, actually, that I was, I mean, they'd have to be really bad is uh, Packers. Yeah. If Love isn't as good as we think he is and they lose some games against these other teams, yeah. you know what? They might, I mean, the only thing is they have three wins, and I, like, Carolina has one win so far, and the, and the Chicago Bears have their draft pick, which crazy trade now that it's looking better and better especially considering what both guys have done on and but if you're also the bears you could have you have another situation where you could have drafted cj stroud trade it away and who knows what's going to happen next year maybe they'll end up doing well after all but you know they had a chance to give Holmes and watson and then you know now they have a chance to get they could have had a chance to get cj stroud last year but maybe this year they finally get those one and two picks so yeah yeah. Um, the funniest thing I just wanted to bring up about oh, yeah. that one was Minnesota. Like, you know, in the beginning, like five games ago, they were one of the like worst teams in the league. They were going up there as, a, you know, going to get a good, really good draft pick and now winning five in a row. And, you know, losing Kirk Cousin, losing Frickin, all these other things. And now they've bumped up to the a way lower uh, draft order. They're going to kind of have to rely on, like, if we are winning right now, like, we're going to have to basically play with what we got now. And our drafting is going to now change because they might have been looking for, hey, we want a quarterback, which they still could. They could make some kind of trades and some crazy shit happen. It's just funny to see where they are now from where they were just five games ago. (laughs) Something a good coaching, man. I think that's another one, too, considering they've lost. They've had JJ's missed a bunch of those games, right? On top of that, they're a bit of an older team. They've had other injuries. Kirk Cousins obviously gone, but... They're just a fine, you know, earlier in the season, they found a way to lose all these games. Now yep. they're finding a way to win all win these them. games, right? So it's, I mean, I think that's an impressive coaching. The the NFC was honestly not going to be super hard this year. There was going to be a team that would probably make it that maybe wouldn't have made it, especially now when you have seven teams that make it instead of six. A so seventh team is usually 
not very good or they're like barely above 500. Yeah. So, and it looks like Vikings right now, they have a really good shot. Their division isn't overly difficult either, right? Yeah. So they have chances against all these teams, but big game for them this weekend. They're playing obviously the Broncos on a Sunday nighter because they've been doing really well. So that's going to be a matchup to watch too, to see which team does good and bad and playoff implications on both sides, both right? Sides Denver's looking to get back into it. Yeah. Vikings are looking to kind of build a little bit of a cushion there too. Yeah. So that's one game I'm looking forward to. We kind of talked about this earlier, but Cardinals versus Texans this week. Yeah. Murray's yeah. back. He's running around. He's like himself. CJ yeah. Stroud's been phenomenal. I mean, he's been MVP conversation now, right? Yeah. This could be, honestly, a shoot one. I'm all shoot out, Matt. Shoot out. Because <laughs> you got two teams that really, their defenses are shaky as hell right now. Yeah. But yeah. you got the offenses that are firing on all cylinders. If one can score a touchdown, the other one will come back and score. Agreed. So I'm hoping that this one is going to be like one of those 30-plus each games. Let's go. And it's a fun game for people to watch because you're seeing, uh, you know, two teams like... Cardinals are obviously not hunting for a playoff spot right now, but they they could still make uh, their last couple of games pretty exciting. I mean, the best case scenario for Cardinals, to be honest, is that they play really well and end up losing to the Texans, right? I mean, the yeah. funny thing is they have the Texans, they have Texans pick two pick, yeah. So <laughs> either way, they're one, but you rather have the Cardinals, their own pick, be higher because yeah. the Texas one is probably going to be somewhere in the middle, yeah, to late when he's kind of like yeah. around that, though, based on the record, right? They definitely so done better on their. They record. win again. They're at six and four. Cardinals are at two and eight or two and nine still, so they're still in the running for the number one pick overall. Yeah, and at this point. If you're the Cardinals, you might as well. You probably want to lose every game. Have a Kyler Murray play well every single game, and then you can figure out if you want to keep Kyler in the offseason or you get your first pick overall. Yep. Uh, another divisional game that I was, you know, after some shitty primetime games. Yeah. Just, um, Cincinnati and Ravens. That should. Do you, be do you have uh, any team you're leaning towards right now, Cincinnati or Ravens? I don't know. I'd probably go for Cincy just because of the beating that the Ravens put on uh, my Seahawks. That's uh, so uh, some uh, bad blood there against these guys. <laughs> and I'm hoping, uh, you know, Cincy uh, can do what uh, Deshaun Watson and the company did to these guys. You know, if you fall in the hole against the Ravens, like uh, they did, uh, Cleveland did, the Seahawks did, like there's a way to pull out of it. The Seahawks couldn't. They got stuck, got stagnant. And then Deshaun Watson and that company, they showed how you can come back against the Ravens. You know, you just got to be able to stop that run. And then they have to pass. And if you can stop those passes, get some interceptions, get... You just got to get Lamar upset. The moment he gets upset, he likes to want to show off or something like that. And I think Joe Burrows is that kind of calm, cool, collective guy that he just rides out the game. He doesn't really take things too serious or too lightly. He waits for the right time to pick things apart. And I'm hoping they can pull that off. I think, personally think I... Ravens are going to do it, but the thing is, you're right. Ravens have not this year, including this year, sorry, they've had a bunch of games over the last few years where they're up like two touchdowns, or it's a weird, I mean, the, even the game earlier against Pittsburgh when they had like a 99% chance and they blow it at the end. Like these, they're still capable of doing weird finishes, and you're right. With Joe Rural being able to one of those guys who stays calm no matter what, but big game though. I'm going to lead to Ravens. I think they're the home team. They're playing a short week. They seem to have less inju- major injuries than the Bengals right now because Higgins is out again. Higgins is not 100%, right? right? Burrow's been good. I mean, it looks like Burrow's back to 100%, but yeah. So maybe there's something with that calf. Who knows what's going on? But if they have all the 5-5, five and five, Ravens are 8-3. and three. They're not catching. They're going to be playing on the road too, right? It's a big game for Bengals. Yeah. Stay in it. And if Ravens lose, 
the Ofram team who's got running from a um, first round live potentially to just trying to keep on the field for the first round of the playoffs. I think both uh, teams are going to be super yeah, kind of so nice up the Hell yeah. And it matters. There's shit on the line. I don't want to fucking Jets again. No, Jets versus like a Raiders type of game thing. Are you serious? They haven't been at for the fuck that thing is the NFL have the ability to change that game too. And they haven't. Hey, you know what? Another the game would have been a better game to watch. Imagine watching the Detroit Chargers game instead of the fucking yeah. Jets one. Yeah. That 41 38 on Prime. That's the game I even wish I had gone to instead of uh, Chargers versus uh, uh, Chicago, the one I went to as a night game. Like they could have even changed that game and I wouldn't have actually cared. Whereas, like, this was actually a dope game to watch when the Chargers played the Lions. So many games that could have changed. So many. This uh, is the first year I've seen that they haven't changed even one, though. It's I don't no, one. I don't know team. why they're. I know they wanted like the Jets because the Jets get a lot of people. But the they Jets do. Team is fucking sucked. A yeah, lot. yeah. Especially right now, like if you're gonna give it to somebody, yeah, you guys, we were expecting a lot from the Jets having uh, Aaron Rodgers there and all that. And what was gonna happen? Yeah, you, you still have the opportunity knowing Rodgers is done by the first game of the fucking season. Be like, hey, guess what? We might have to rearrange a couple of things. We're not going to play the Broncos on a Thursday. We'll talk about this next week as well, but they're on primetime next week too, just an FYI. Who is? Jets. Oh, my goodness. There's a Black Friday game, first time ever, 12 o'clock on Friday, Dolphins versus Jets. Okay, Dolphins, I understand, being there. But it was the whole Yeah. yeah that one you can't change because they're too, like, those ones are set. Yeah. But the games that you've had against the Raiders and other ones, they've had the ability to change yeah. and move to a different time. But and when's the cutoff of the can't change after week 13? Well, no, no, you have to change a game. Like, it's like 12 days notice. But is there a time when they stop doing the changes? No, no, it's it, throughout the whole year. Yeah. But you have to give teams almost like two weeks notice to do it. Yeah. And I don't know what the, these guys are doing, but if you look at some of these games that they've ha that have happened, you're like, why? Like, Jets Raiders, they could have easily changed. Yeah. Two weeks is a long time too. Shit. Two weeks is enough. It's it isn't. Is it? It sucks for the fans though. That's it does. the thing that hundred percent. Rather than us going to a game where you know work the next day and yeah. it went from changing from a, a Sunday afternoon game to a Sunday night like, game yeah. now, right? Like yeah. Or if you're taking your kids and stuff like that too, it's a huge impact. That is. So true. I think that's one of the reasons they've been a little hesitant to do it. But their logistics is crazy too in the background of all the shit that you got to go do and, and get to. And I get it, right? Like there's. All the ticks that play, there's yep. some teams who, you know, wanted, like, just Jets on their broadcast just because they bring a lot of ratings, but yep. we'll see. I mean, speaking of good, uh, Monday night is a rematch of the last year's Super Bowl with the Chiefs and Eagles. Kelsey Bowl rematch. Kelsey Bowl rematch. <laughs> Hurts. That's getting the uh, uh, big... Uh, Holmes. Big win. I mean, the Eagles look like... The Eagles haven't played well, but they've only lost one game all year. Yeah. Right? And Chiefs haven't... Chiefs, if it wasn't for Mahomes, they're probably the bottom 10 offense. I 100%. I think this is, yeah, it's going to be a clash again of two teams that are obviously good, but obviously have weaknesses. And we'll we'll see if the Chiefs can kind of uh, do it again to the Eagles. But I'd give the Eagles the upper hand, at least this time with uh, that tush-push move that they're able to use now to get their first downs from almost like two yards away. And then that fake they did. That fake was nice. Yeah, that fake with the tush push is going to be another big one. And I think Chiefs right now, like that game, they should be practicing the tush push themselves. It should be the matchup of the tush push because that could also benefit you because I don't think Eagles would expect it as much as, hey, why are these guys lining up? Because they do some crazy lineups they, too, they KC. The, the Eagles tush push is that every, a lot of other teams have tried it, but no one's had the same amount of success. It's the, So I watched a replay of how they fall 
So the way that each guy's falling into the play, all the offensive linemen. Is it like a rugby? Kind of yeah, it's right? basically a rugby play. You're falling right away. Your head is going to the knees and feet of the people in front of you. So you're making a pile. You're taking out their uh, uh, lower body. So they, you, you can't really now come forward anymore. You're stuck. You can maybe try to grab something. Yeah. But your lot of like, body, you're stuck there or you're going to get pushed back a bit. It's like kind of being hit by a car. And then when you fall, the guy behind you kind of hits you. And then you got obviously the uh, quarterback coming in. And everybody else, their play is like, hey, let's all just move together and we're just going to kind of move forward. Not down and forward. They want to go forward. And I saw like, you know, obviously Jason Kelsey's the first man to go down. It's just crazy because he's taking all the impact of all the guys in the back and defensive guys are all falling and basically piling up on him. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too, is if you look at like how they've been able to do it, you know, you, I didn't think about it that way. That's a great point. On top of that, Jalen Hurts has got, is one of the best short runners in the league. So not only do you have a strategy behind it, you got the players to execute it. Eagles have had one of the best offenses for the last few years. So now you have a great offensive line too, yeah. doing those same things. And it makes them like I think Chiefs are gonna Chiefs defense has been phenomenal. Like they they're it's their defense that's been carrying it yep. this year. And I can see them actually holding Hurts to a reasonable game and, yep. and giving Mahomes just enough time to be able to go. Because even the Chiefs, like they're not the Chiefs or but the D Eagles defense has had some holes this year too, right? Yeah. But if they can walk up front and give Mahomes some time and Mahomes has a little bit of running on his yep. end too, obviously like everybody knows you gotta throw the ball to Kelsey, which is yeah. Gonna be pretty much, but at the same time, at Chiefs, I think they have guys who can actually give AJ Brown and and they don't have Goddard themselves, right? They're gonna Eagles are gonna have to, or sorry, Chief, or sorry, Eagles are gonna have to make some moves too because they're playing a really good defense. Really good. Get Jones and all right? these guys are just right. depth. I, I can't wait for that matchup. Um, another matchup that I'm not really looking forward to, but it does have a huge impact. Yeah. Got our Steelers or Browns. Both teams are six and three somehow. I don't know how. Far. One's one's I don't one's <laughs> been outgained in every single game that you're yeah. wise in every single game. Like single Cleveland, game. I was kind of expecting a decent record. Like, you know what? They'll be like, you know, like four and five, five and four, like kind of yep. went back and forth on loss and wins. Yep. Didn't expect a six and three for sure. And then Steelers, I wasn't expecting a six and three. I was expecting them to stay under five hundred the entire time, have some close matchups because yep. they beat some decent fucking teams right now. Like Somehow. Somehow. I mean, the thing is, I just don't know how they're, like, they've been outgained. Their defense is obviously able to keep them. And then there's always, like, something in the middle of the game where the offense has, like, a 20 or 30 yards to go to get a touchdown because the defense forces a turnover. Defense. Under, right? That's the and special teams. They're starting, to, they're starting to play better. They're doing a better job at the run game. But yeah. both teams are 6-3. and Tiebreakers are on the line. Browns just lost Deshaun for the season. Yeah. Right, like that. There's so much going into that game, and Brown Steelers have historically owned the Browns too when it comes to these games. And PJ, he's uh, he's not reception he's not too. Though. It's not in. They're going the other guy, Oreo oh. Thompson. Okay, that, but I mean, I don't know how much better that Dorian yeah. Thompson's. But but Pete Walker, be. you've seen what he like. Yeah, yeah, he made some dumb plays. Yeah. Browns have made coaching wise, like even the game against the Seahawks where it was a like third and one or third and two. And they draw back with PJ Walker. Yeah. All you have to do is literally run the ball. You're going to force Seahawks to take another time yeah. out and lose 40 seconds. But then they take the sack or no incompletion. Incompletion. Yeah. pick. They lose, give all that time back. Right? Like, that's the thing that Steelers are better at coaching wise is that they don't make as many of those dumb mistakes. Their mistakes are like, 
all right, let's throw it deep to this guy for no reason on the first play of the game or just do dumb shit like that. No. So, I mean, I, I'm still taking the Steelers because I think historically they always do better against the Browns, especially now without Deshaun Watson as the QB. Yeah. And they already had issues on offense to begin with. So, yeah. At least they're not on prime time because that game looks like it's going to be sloppy as fuck. Yeah, 100%. There's going to be some sloppiness. We got, you know, a brand new quarterback against a quarterback that's like trying to make a name for himself and ha- causing issues, but it should be a pretty defensive battle. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I have the Steelers defense for fantasy. Same, same here. Well, so. Same here. Fingers <laughs> um, but you know, speaking of fantasy, guys, we'll come back with that one. I'm just gonna end up uh, finish off with the NFL here, and then we'll be back in a few with NFL fantasy news. <laughs>